this situation. He took a pitch in the back. He got beamed for crying out loud. We used heart attack. Lee. Managers on a major league baseball team don't make decisions. Credibility in this situation is worse than losing your job. Was it over with the Germans Bob Pearl The castration of the major league baseball managers, we know it. Ask me about my win. If you choose to watch the show today, I promise you, you're going to be a little bit triggered. There's a couple things I'm going to go over that are really going to burst your bubble, going to upset you. But we're going to start out with the easiest of all of them. And I want to talk about Trey Young for a little bit. Trey Young has had a very good career as a scorer in the NBA. And I think he's, for himself, is getting himself relatively accomplished. I look at Trey Young and I, I don't put him as the top you know, amongst the top scorers in the NBA. But he goes out there and he produces. He scores, you know, whatever, 27, 28 points a game on average. His career, he's averaging 25 and a half points a game. This is his fifth year in the NBA. There's no question that from a talent standpoint, he has the ability to go out there, drop 30, 40 every day, and be a number one in the NBA. But we look at the Atlanta Hawks. The team that he is the number one for. And I want to ask you this question. What exactly have they done over the five seasons that he has been their number one player? And obviously you hear the news talking about how the there's an issue with him and a coach. And maybe Nate McMillan's going to lose his job because Trey Young doesn't like him. And I look at the Atlanta Hawks. And they made it to the playoffs twice in a couple of years. You could say that. Trey Young had something to do with the firing of Lloyd Pierce, who was uh, head coach when he started in the NBA. And now the possibility of, hey, Trey Young, Hawks, Lakers the other day, Lakers beat the Hawks. Imagine how Trey Young would look on Los Angeles Lakers. And I'm looking at Trey Young, and my opinion is he is a younger version of Russell Westbrook. They're different. They're different in regards to the way they play. Young is out there taking a million shots. He's going to go out there and score. His stat line is best suited for the amount of points he's going to score. He's going to score 40. He's going to score 50. That's his thing. That's what he does. Russell Westbrook, he likes to pad the other stat lines. He likes to be Mr. Triple-Double. He likes to say, I'm not just a scorer. I'm a rebounder and assist player. And Even if my team lose, look, look at my stat line. I did my job. Trey Young is the modern version of... Of Russell Westbrook. Trey Young's never going to win a championship in the NBA. And if that ever happens, I want you to go back to this show this moment and I want you to play back me saying that Trey Young's never going to win a championship in the NBA. And the Atlanta Hawks, if they're smart, they might want to move on from Trey Young when they could probably get, you know, draft picks, core players, and be able to build a solid new core without having Trey Young the distraction in their way. And a team like the Lakers, they might be stupid enough to fall for it because they're all about Hollywood. They're all about, hey, the sexy players. And obviously, I don't mean it in a literal sense, but you know what I mean? The attention-getting players in the NBA to draw for Jack Nicholson and whoever else wants to sit in the front row as the Lakers are playing their games. They want the show. They want people to come in. They want the attention of having the star players. In the end... Magic Johnson said it was about winning championships. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar said it was about winning championships. Before them, Jerry West. And uh, 
you know the you know the greats of the NBA that played for the Los Angeles Lakers said it was about championships. George Mikan said it was about championships. Elgin Baylor said it was about championships. You want to put Trey Young there, and if you could somehow finagle yourself out of Russell Westbrook's contract in the process, maybe good for you. But I stand by this statement. There are players in the NBA that are winning players, and then there's players like Trey Young that are not winning players. Number two, I touched on this when it came to my show the other day, and it has to do with Trevor Bauer. And any, everything that I say, and you know, we live in a society where we're very triggered. And I said at the beginning of the show, hey, if I say something that isn't along your lines of your thinking, you're going to turn. You're going to get triggered. It's going to bother you. And Trevor Bauer committed something when it came to domestic violence that he shouldn't have done. You know, for whatever reason, he wasn't arrested. He wasn't put in prison. He is free. And I've said this before, he's free to work. He's got the right to work. And his talents are best suited to throw a baseball as a pitcher in Major League Baseball. The Los Angeles Dodgers decided, hey, we're going to move on from the distraction. We don't want... You know, we look at what happened, he was suspended, he finished his suspension, and we feel like it's in our best interest to move on from the player. My statement here is there's 29 other teams in Major League Baseball. 29 other teams in Major League Baseball should not collude together to say that Trevor Bauer cannot play baseball for them. And at some point, there's going to be a team, whether it's a team that doesn't have a ton of money, is going to look to take advantage of the fact that Trevor Bauer is going to pitch for them probably at a high level for the league minimum. Or a team that just says, hey, F all that bullshit. We don't care about image. We just want to win a championship. That exists not just in baseball, but in all of professional sports. And if you look at the domestic uh, violence policy as it's existed in baseball for a series of years, you look at guys like Araldis Chapman, Domingo Herman. Jose Reyes, Marzell Ozuna, Odubel Herrera. And I could probably name some others that serve suspensions. And in Ozuna's case, it was kind of like, all right, he didn't play the rest of the season. They counted it as a suspension, whatever. And then those players ended up coming back, playing for those teams. Now you could say there's a select fragment of the fan base that's going to say, hey, I'm not going to pay attention to the team. And that's fine. You know, There's no knock on you as a fan if that's your opinion. And I give Matt Clawson on Twitter a little credit. He's probably not watching the show right now. But uh, he, in my mind, represents that fan that says, hey, if this dude's going to play for my team, I can't watch him at the moment. I can't put my heart into it. And there's baseball fans, football fans, basketball fans, hockey fans that believe in that. Unfortunately, that's the minority. Because how many people refuse to go to Yankees games when Aroldis Chapman pitched? Now, you might have refused to go to a game and that Roldis Chapman pitches just because he didn't pitch well last year. I mean, that could be a totally different issue. But Yankee fans didn't boycott outside of Yankee Stadium when Roldis Chapman returned for them. Mets fans, when they signed Jose Reyes off the street for the league minimum because he was released by the Colorado Rockies after serving his suspension for domestic violence. I didn't see the, you know, the picket lines outside with the cardboard cutout saying, uh, you know, don't watch Mets baseball because Jose Reyes is playing for him. Odubel Herrera with the Phillies, same thing. He returned. Now listen, now Odubel Herrera is out of baseball now. Nothing to do with domestic violence. It's because 
you know, who really wants to pick up somebody that's, from a baseball standpoint, not there anymore? Marzell Ozuna is going to be in the lineup for the Atlanta Braves. I don't see picket lines outside. At some point, Trevor Bauer is going to sign with another Major League Baseball team. And he's got a right to do that. Because... His ability to throw a baseball is something that's suited for one of the 30 Major League Baseball teams. And from your angle, if you want to say, hey, it's got to be further punishment, he is taking care in regards to his suspension. It got it reduced. The longest suspension in Major League Baseball history for domestic violence, 194 games. You can hate him all you want, but I promise you this. He signs with your team. There's very few of you that are going to turn the other way. There's very few of you that are going to say, hey, I ain't going to watch baseball for this coming season. That's number two. The other thing we got to talk about, obviously, uh, DeMar Hamlin, a terrible, terrible injury. But that's as far as I'm going to go with it. We look at football being such a violent sport. And my first point is there's a 1,000 cases each day of people going into cardiac arrest, 90% of them plus die from cardiac arrest. Out of all those cases, none of them, their jobs are shut down. None of their industries that are part, they're part of are shut down. And to me, this is a specific instance. And once again, going back to what I was saying before about Trevor Bauer, the, the uh, massive opinion that is stuck in what we say is exists amongst the freedom of speech. You're not you're not free to state something against this situation at all. You're not, you don't have we don't have the freedom to speak up and say perhaps the NFL should have finished that game the other day. Yeah, they you, we don't have the freedom to be able to speak up and say you know, should you really have shut down the entire sport um, as sad and as horrific as this injury was? And you, you could say that and certainly pray for the guy and hope that he gets back on the field and be happy that he's recovered. But we live in a world where we are so stuck in these type of opinions that anybody that speaks out is lambasted and looked like they're a piece of garbage. And God forbid somebody talks about the implications of their fantasy football championship. It's, you got the right to feel that way. You could be compassionate towards the player that got hurt and then still want to say, all right, well, how does my season end up? How does my championship end up in fantasy football? And then you're going to say, oh, that's not important. Well, you know, it was important enough for somebody to sign up for a league. And, uh, you know, fantasy football promoted by football, promoted by every gambling site, promoted by any institution that can conduct a fantasy football league. You don't have a problem taking all the money and the revenue that comes from fantasy football. And God forbid somebody wants to speak up and say, hey, you canceled a game. How is that going to impact my season? All of a sudden, they're looked at as if they're insensitive. My thought is that both things could be true. You could be compassionate towards the player that suffered you know, something so terrible that you never want to see happen on a football field. And also look at the lives of Chuck Hughes, 1973 Detroit Lions died on the field. They didn't halt that game. That game was completed. The league didn't shut down. Ryan Shazier, Mike Utley, Dennis Bird, Mike Everett, Daryl Stingley. These names come, are they familiar? 
all these were paralysis injuries where the rest of their lives were impacted by it. They didn't shut the game down. They didn't cancel the game. They, they didn't shut the league down because of this. And my point is, both of these things can be true. You can have compassion for DeMar Hamlin, and you could say this other element, where you could question the league and their decision to cancel a game. And that's, that's all I have to say. That's going to bother you. That's going to piss you off. You're going to be triggered by it. And I say, hey, come at me. I ain't afraid. This is the Past Ball Show brought to you by JohnPielli.com, by St. Aloysius Church in Jackson, New Jersey, by Two Ways, One Passion Food Truck located in Scranton, Pennsylvania. I'm um, going to get back with you probably a couple times over the course of the next couple weeks. Um, apologize for the delay between shows. The first show of 2023 there's going to be a lot of exciting things going on in the world of the Passball Show. You can check it out on YouTube, uh, any way you get your podcast, whether it's uh, Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify. God bless you. And as always, I'll see you on the other side. Chris Bryant was on the Chicago Cubs roster opening day. I have many leather-bound books. My apartment smells of rich mahogany. Why don't you give it all or a majority of it to the team that wins the freaking World Series? I'm just going to listen to that, but then I just carried on living my life. I may come out as the biggest Major League Baseball manager apologist. It'll only make someone work just hard enough not to get fired. Because hitters are going out there saying, I'm either going to hit a home run or I'm going to strike out. And if I don't get a pitch that I feel like I could drive out of the park, I'm not even supposed to be here today. Especially prospect whores and hoarders are going to be a little pissed off at me when I say this. I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. There are only two managers in baseball's Hall of Fame who have losing records. One of them is the iconic Tony Mack, who you could say, in spite of winning five World Series championships as a manager, could be in as much as a pioneer. And what side of the spectrum they're on? Were they pitching? Were they batting? If your favorite team was pitching and a ball got inside and hit a batter, there's no way it could have been on purpose. But if you were a fan of the team that was batting and a ball got inside and hit somebody or went behind somebody's head, absolutely 100%, unequivocally, that pitcher was throwing at them. They put their tail between their legs and decided they're going to do exactly what they're told. Years of years. 35 years ago, I could have loaned your parents the money for an abortion. <laughs>